welcome to Let's Chit Chat Sis. I'm your girl Kimmy. In this week's episode, we talk about caretakers and who takes care of the caretaker. So join us in the port for this transparent episode. Stay tuned. Good afternoon, y'all. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? It's going wonderful. We're in the land. Hey, 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 ladies. Hi, beautifuls. I've been busy. I'm tired, but I've been had a busy weekend. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Actually, looking at the people who are who have been sick. We've been up to Baltimore to a real rehabilitation center. And um, unfortunately, we had a funeral this weekend. So one day there, next day, uh, another part of Virginia. So, yeah. Oh, so you've been all over. They had family in, too. Oh, yeah. All over the 95 corridor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I hope everything you didn't is have fun. to go further north. They finally did open up that section of 95 here in the area. That's some sort of record miracle. Yes, because I was like, wow. They I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Well, the thing is, is, it wasn't a big section, you guys. So that we're not talking about like. Oh, I'm a, very familiar with that section. Right, right. But it's not like it was a mile worth of, of highway. It was a very, it was a relatively small section of the highway. And just when you think about what happened and the fact that a tanker, a fuel tanker blew up underneath of there. And that's what caused that to happen. You think about the magnitude of the heat and the chemical and all of that. It's just a reminder that. Nothing is permanent. Mm-hmm. It's so, a reminder that guess what? Maybe you got to put some money into infrastructure because if you had the coating that is uh, that is uh, is heat repellent, that br- that part of the bridge wouldn't have fell. But you got to take into so, account that section of the highway was done twenty years ago. That's so, exactly what I mean. If you don't yeah. put money into the put money into the infrastructure, right. these things are going to keep on happening. Next is going to be a bridge. Next is going to be other things. I'm going to wait until they remember just three miles down the road is where they're doing all of the construction. They have been doing that construction for the last eight years. Yeah, but that's the the point. You're you're doing stuff for eight years. Guess what? Then you got to go back and do it. It's a a part of um, 295 in Jersey that is completely collapsed. And it's been like that going on two years now. And guess what? It looks like somebody snatched the sand from under it. You know, it's it's you money has to be put into infrastructure. It, it really yeah. does. But okay, we're not gonna belabor that because you know, if you want to drive on 95, good luck to you. I'm going to take um the jersey side and say, that, that, you I have know. to say Chauncey is just bright and it's he beautiful. Is. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> you know, change my dark colors. <laughs> Listen, I like dark colors though, you know, it just doesn't fit in the wintertime. Like I'm a black wearing person all the time. I love black, but um, I like bright colors too, though. You know, I do. But I'm I like pinks and I like whites, you know, as well. Um, but I I love black and I was gonna get my toes painted black yesterday. And then I was like, Yo, ain't nobody in here getting their toes painted black. I, oh, I, <laughs> I, like black I, like I do. I love it. I love it. Um, I like to wear the dark in the winter and I wear the light in the summer. <laughs> well, you know, um, we're here today because we're going to talk about caretaking, and I think that. Um, not just caretaking, but who takes care of the caretakers, you know, which I think all of us are experiencing it because I actually, people don't know, I actually take care of my disabled cousin. I've been doing it for almost two years, you know. Um, I also take care of my disabled daughter, you know what I mean? 
she's functioning, but I still have to take care of her. You know, um, I, I, I've had a conversation with my brother, you know, because my mother is really up in age, you know, thank God that she's here with us. But I know it'll be a time where I'll have to do um, even more than what we do now for her because, you know, my mom is in her, her mid eighties now. Um, but I can tell you that for myself, even taking care of my cousin, um, it can be emotionally and physically draining. You know, um, mm-hmm. I love him with all my heart. He has a, a past where, you know, he has been totally overlooked. And now we give him, you know, all kind of love, you know what I mean? And make sure he's in good health. But sometimes I feel like, you know, um, making that doctor's appointment, taking him to his therapist, making sure he has the right food he needs to eat, that I avoid taking care of the things that I need to take care of. And I must put myself in that higher echelon because guess what? If I am not around to take care of him, then that's going to be passed down to somebody else. And we don't know how that's going to go. So, um, you know, Johnson, you brought up this, this topic. It's a really good topic. And I think more people, especially in our age group, are getting into the time um, frame where we have yeah. to take care of a parent. We have to take care of somebody who's, you know, um, senior to us. Because now is our time to do our do. So, um, Chauncey, how did you come up with this topic? I came up with this topic because it's just about um, your cup overflowing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I look at our age group, mm-hmm. uh, we are Generation X, are we not? And mm-hmm. our parents are, you know, baby boomers and possibly, you know, the generation prior. Mm-hmm. And taking care of them. And what does that look like? We all assume that we love our parents, you know, we, we love them and, and we care about them, but what happens when they live in different cities and don't want to move back, you know, or move to where you are or move in with you? What happens when you're concerned about them? Prime example, my mother's currently in the hospital. So I'm fortunate because I have a brother that lives with her, but I take care of most of the, you know, financials and the medical and all of that, doing that from a distance is hard enough. Um, But I also have to, at some point, go and give my brother a break and help to care for her physically. And so when you think about having a family of my own and responsibilities of my own, and I work every day and, you know, the outside responsibilities that I have there and trying to put it all together, where's the balance? And when there is no balance, what happens? And just so happens, I was, you know, at a woman's conference um, at the church of the woman's breakfast, and they were just talking about, you know, making the example of when the masks come down, or God forbid, they have to come down in the airplane, and they tell you to put your mask on first before you put the mask on of someone else. So at the end of the day, what they're saying to you is if you're not capable and you don't have it, and you're running out of energy and you're running out of whatever it is that sustains you, how are you going to help somebody else? So I don't want us to forget about all of those caregivers that are out there, whether we are doing it from the kindness of our heart and the um, responsibility to our families, or whether you're being paid to do it, you know, CNAs in the hospital, you use them, for example, there is unlimited overtime for them to work because there's always someone to be cared for. But then what do they do to take care of themselves? What release do they have? 
um, and imagine doing that for a living and then coming home and then possibly taking care of a parent or a family member or even a friend. I help with a neighbor that that lives in the neighborhood. I love her to death, but doctor's appointments, I do the same thing that I do for my mom, right? So it can be a lot. A lot. That's a lot. So, so it is a lot. So let's I just immediately start thinking about you because, you know, I just think about how you really, you know, um, you know, if you always care for mom, but I'm just saying you 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 did a full 360 now. You know what I mean? Because you packed her up. You brought her to from New York to oh, to, to, to VA. Yeah. Um, so tell us, tell us how how is that going for you and, and what do you do for yeah. yourself? So um, so to your point, Chauncey, I had all of those similar situations because she was in New York and I was here and I wanted her to come here because it was going to make it easier for me. And why are you doing all of this extra work for yourself when I could just do it for you? That was a challenge. But then she decided she wanted to come and I had no idea because living with somebody is totally different. Mm-hmm. Right? And then if they're an elder, it's different. And if they're your parent, it's, it's different. <laughs> right? So now she's not only the parent, she's in her second stage of being a child. Right, right. She's a child parent. Man, twice a child. Right. She's a child parent and she's telling me to do stuff and she can't even stand up good. So it's just, it's a challenge. Um, so I'm doing small things and I know I've always done this with the kids. I just try to incorporate some of the things I did with my children to have time in the same sense. Like I stopped eating dinner together. I will sit with her while she eats dinner, but I enjoy that time to myself. That's when yeah. I... I, I want to I want to taste and, and feel all of the different seasonings and and enjoy it and maybe look on social media, but I don't want to talk. So I so I do I do yeah, and it, it that was like because of course she's home at my house during the day. She's very busy, but when I come home, I am the outlet. What you do? What you say? How you did it? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I, it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So I do di- I do dinner by myself. That's a lot. Um, I don't even go grocery shopping at the same time. I mm-hmm. I take her shopping huh? and then I go shopping. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, but I found that when I do it together, I'm I'm all over the place and I'm not even selecting stuff that I like anymore because I'm like you don't eat this okay never mind no so I and I have a separate refrigerator because I like the orange juice to be sweet and she likes it this way so we've been doing a lot of things separate even though we're doing a lot of things together that helps me but you're 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 getting an outlet you know what I mean I have to even down to the little smallest things. I just like when you just said that you have a separate um, refrigerator because like my, my cousin's food is in a separate refrigerator because uh-huh. just the little thing that helps them feel engaged. We put it uh-huh. just like when you know, when you were with your kids, you know what I mean? You were teaching them uh-huh. how to be self-sufficient and feed on their own. You put things in the bottom of the refrigerator with a cup of milk so they can uh-huh. feel Big six cereal. So we do little things because even though they don't really have their independence in that same right, they still want to feel that you haven't taken yes. that from them and they're not childlike. But um, yes. I will not be remiss to get Miss Keisha because I'm getting ready to hear some wealth of um, information and knowledge. Oh, 
Well, you know, ladies, as I was listening to your stories, I can say that um, I've done this secondary only because I know my um, mother-in-law, my sister-in-law takes care of my mother-in-law all the time. And we get her maybe a few weeks out of the year. And so I totally uh, understand and get all of those things. So I was thinking about as I was reading this article and it was from um, Psychiatric Times. Mm-hmm. And one thing it said about caregivers, and they said they um, comprise a invisible workforce that provides vital support to a growing number of individuals suffering from physical, psychological, or neurological neurological um, complications. And mm-hmm. so when I heard that, I was like, why do they say invisible? Because, you know, you're doing things behind the scenes, right. a lot of things behind the scenes mm-hmm. that... Everybody else seems to be is seamless, but it's a lot. And caregivers, and I was just thinking about all the duties that you do, physical assistance, sometimes bathing, dressing, um, using the toilet, walking, managing their medications is a lot, paying their bills is a lot, providing transportation. Not only that, being an advocate for them at the doctor's office, giving emotional support, and as Celeste said, companionship. When you come home, what are you doing? What's going on? And all of that, all of those things. So I also found out some tips of mm-hmm. some things that you can do. And a lot of you all said, said some of these things. And if someone offers help, accept it. Let them help you. Yeah, let them help you. And be clear and precise about what you need. Say that. Um, carve out time for peaceful meals. I heard Celeste said that's what she does. Uh-huh. Make time for exercise, rest, whatever. Take regular breaks during the day. Schedule regular vacations if you need to. Uh-huh. And if you are struggling with depression or anxiety or burnout, seek professional help and connect with other local caregivers um, support groups. So, I think, you know, the- I think what a lot of what you were saying boils down to we already have the title of strong black woman and it's mm-hmm. kind of one that we need to kind of release a little bit. We need to um, allow our vulnerability to come through to mm-hmm. the right people. We need to learn how to delegate responsibility. Yes. And we need to learn how to have that conversation with our family members, especially if we're caring for other family members to kind of sort of share that responsibility. And Celeste's situation is very different. She's an only child. So then Mm -hmm. all that responsibility does fall on her, right? And so, um, but you do have to learn how when the kids say, mom, when it's something, can I help you with something? You have to relinquish it. Give them something to allow them to come in and help you. You know what the article also says, Chauncey? It says that there are um, seven potential um, people that can help with um, a person that needs needs help, and it reduces the four, but it only ends up being really one. Right. Yeah. Of course. And so yeah. you gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta look at your family. And it's like, okay, oh, it's seven people. Right. The article said supposed to be seven people that can potentially help. Well, well, I can tell you this. This is my third person taken care of. This is the first yeah. one in my home. Uh-huh. So the first one was twenty years. Right. 20 years I took care of my aunt, everything she needed. And she taught me a lot. Okay. So this time when this and I I learned a lot with her, I learned to manage her. She had me running like a chicken with my head cut off. 
Like literally she was doing things just to see me jump. Right. But this time I said, all right, guys, we have a Google calendar. Mm-hmm. And I put my mom's stuff on there. And if it's in a highlighted area, it means somebody need to come home from Atlanta or Florida. I don't care where you live and handle this business. Because mm-hmm. now on the 20th, somebody needs to care for her. I don't put that. I put everybody on there. The ex-husband too. Everybody <laughs> on the list. <laughs> somebody <laughs> need to help because I have a new yeah. job and I have to go. So you're right. I have learned this, but at first I didn't have that. I was doing the superwoman thing. And Uh the thing is, notice how you said, I have a new job and and I have to go. But whether you had a new job, the old job, whatever, you still have to help. And even though she's your mother, she still is the responsibility of the entire of everybody. But let me just interject right here. This is all this is this is we're working in a workable environment right here. Mm -hmm. Everybody does not have that. Right. No, no. And and, 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 the, and to keep it real, let's keep it real. I know plenty of people that are caring for someone and they are like totally disabled. They don't have any type of support. You know what I mean? And to say this, you know, that is that. more of a common than not. Really. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and because wait a minute. Oh, oh, we all, we all. Okay. So when you think about this, you know what I mean? What recommendations can we give people that don't have the support? Respite care. We 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 look negatively. There is no perfect um, rehab facility, nursing home, respite care facility. There is no perfect one. None of them are going to look like your home and how clean you keep your um. home. Or whatever. Well, we just we don't want to assume what 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 that person's respite care could be no, like. A good suggestion no. for respite care, right. but reflective right. other suggestions of things that may be more tangible. Like, what can they, they do? Right, because guess what? Some people being cared for don't have access to respite care. Okay, uh-huh. you know right. what I mean. Some well, people don't have access to medical needs. That I mean, I, medical health. I do things like this at home. And and so my mom's not stable on her feet. I, I, I take care of everything, right? And I go, mm-hmm. okay, and it's Friday. On Friday is when I try to take this little bubble bath thing, right? I care for everything she needs. And I say, you need anything else? No, I made sure she eat. I made sure she this. And literally, I might not even be in the tub because I'm testing her right now to see if I can really roll like that. Right. But I'm literally saying to her, I need this moment. Like I need it. And I know that sometimes you can if you, you know, you're taking care of people and you're making sure that they on their oxygen or they're doing that, but you have to take some moments. Yes. 15 minute breaks, 20 minute breaks, may maybe tune them out <laughs> for a couple of minutes. So you, you know when there's your mind. What I'm getting from you, Celeste, is that um you've you've got a long history of caring for people. Uh-huh. And you learned a lot from caring for people, but you also learned to schedule and set barriers that and also boundaries to <sighs> boundaries and barriers allows you to be able to have what yes. you need. You know, yes. what I mean? so I think that's really important. So, Keisha, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. What were you going to say? But there, there are actually resources, and I want to share a few uh, with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Family Caregivers Alliance. Mm-hmm. That's an, a national organization that connects caregivers to their local support groups. And you can find it online. There is a 
the Caregiver Action Network. That is a nationwide nonprofit um, providing education, support, and resources to um, all services are free of charge. There's Parent to Parent USA. Um, that's mm. um, for parents um, to help disabled children. There's the Federal Support for Caregivers. There are um, resource guides by state. Um, medical coverage is the official government guide explains Medicare, what it will cover and uh, for skilled nursing care if you need that. There's um, technology and apps and what um, Celeste said, from communicating with family members to coordinating the help. There's an app for that and just use a few of those. And just like she said, she put it on a calendar and she um, has a family member look at that. There's Zen Care and it provides mindful training to caregivers on a variety of subjects such as self-compassion, working with grief, building resilience and managing difficult emotions. So mm -hmm. there's all types of res uh, resources uh, that's available. And I'm going to need to get that to you because I want to definitely be able to post this when this episode mm -hmm. come out because it's a good way for people to, you know, have a step one, two, and three. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times and when you think about people that just have to care because it's, it's not really an option, you know what I mean? Right. To care for someone, you know, when do you say when? I'm really tired or mm -hmm. I need a break, you know what I mean? Because sometimes people don't realize stuff until, you know, you have to have uh, uh, somebody intercede for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And every so. situation is imperfect, but I promise you, most people that have certifiable medical conditions and issues, mm -hmm. if you start with your state Medicaid program, um, most people of a certain age that qualify for Social Security have those benefits, which, which entitle them to the Medicare, but the Medicaid is there. With the Medicaid, you then have these resources available to you. Nothing is going to come and fall into the laps because it is a job finding out what those uh -huh. are and talking to those different resources to find out if I qualify for this one. You know, here in Philadelphia, we have Philadelphia Corporation for the Aging. Every city has a similar program or or whatever, but it is work. And, and unfortunately, like I said, with everything that we do anymore, it's a job trying to figure out what the job is going to be to take care of the people that you need to care for. So we do understand and sympathize. That well, I'm going to interject again, okay? Because I, I always want to keep this in a more realistic term. When you think about people that have disabilities, right? It's a process that you have to go through to get this disability or SSI or whatever, okay? Um, sometimes that process is so long. Very much so. Oh, it's yeah. so long mm -hmm. that you just didn't pick up the phone and get it. You know what I mean? It may take you years to get it. And because of that, you have family members caring for people. You know what I mean? Family members caring for people and trying to go through the process to help them get more. You know, and this is the the um, elephant in the room. Sometimes people are being careful because they have mental illness and step one hasn't even been taken. You know what I mean? And I'm going to talk about from black people and black families. I know black families since I was a kid taking care of people in the house and been caring for them since they were children and wasn't getting nothing. You know what I mean? It was just like, 
this is what I must do and I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Now, I know that the, to what you say, Charles, these resources are there, but sometimes it's the care of the caretaker that has to help them get the resources. You see what I'm saying? I can tell you how with, with my cousin, when I came back to up to the north again, he had been living with a family member for almost 10 years and didn't receive one penny of anything. I had to do all of his paperwork, every single thing. Now he lives a better life, but he was on the road to death. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. on the road to death. So I say this, it's not easy all the time. Mm-hmm. And wow. You yeah. doing a job, you taking care of kids, you have to have a break. You know what I mean? So the whole gist of this, this episode is like, okay, there is resources. But what is the resources that you have as a caretaker, too, to help you not break off and be standing in line needing help for your own self you see what i'm saying you have to start by you have to start by saying something yes but i spent a lot of time doing things like how can i make these meals and not be working so hard every day Mm -hmm. i got a crock pot i got i mean things that i never thought i would do i got a crock pot cooking now so (laughs) i mean things like that i had to um i'm not saying this is the answer for everybody but I'm just thinking about here recently. I had to say things like, I I cannot go to the store every day. I cannot. Mm-hmm. You got to put a list down. So so instead of, I, we did the whole make a list. That didn't work. So every day I say, is there anything today that you saw that you might like that we can add to your list? And so I had to create a habit to yes. save me because I was literally going every, I mean, we were going to the store and getting one thing and I'm going that thing. <laughs> Tomorrow we were going to get one thing and I was in. So you spoke up. So it started with and meal prep. I had to to create that though. I had to put set boundaries. I had to say this, I have to help her to help me to give some time back for myself later. Mm -hmm. So yeah, small things like that, Kim. I think that's what you're asking about until we get to that point where we can Until we get to that point, more tangible things so can relate. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to learn your limits and you're gonna have to not overextend yourself. Do much better. Do what you can do and then leave it alone until the next point. But just yeah. don't keep going on because you're not the energizer bunny. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to have a burnout. Woo, burnout. And, and my case, recover. In my case, I could do it, but I was okay with closing the door after a certain time of night. But I then was you like, made a good point. You, if you have to go back to how you did the kids. Yes. You, you took a yes. lot of lessons from raising your children. That's now helping you. She with, stays with up to 2 a.m. At 10 o'clock, my door's closed. <laughs> you, know you know what? Something that is really and what else? Whatever they can do, let them do. That's the other thing. Even if it takes a longer time to do it. Mm-hmm. If, if, if your loved one that you're caring for is able to dress themselves, but it might take two or three hours, oh, you know, a longer time, maybe not that long, but, you know, let them do it. You know what we fighting about Let now? Let them Keisha? do it. Keisha, every what? night my mother washes her clothes out by hand. Huh? And, and right now, and, it ain't the and, weather. It ain't the weather to do that because it's not drying properly. They don't right. smell. So everywhere I take them all and put them in the machine, but I don't want them. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? But, that's but is it want. is it satisfying her and giving her something to d- do? At first, it was it, making me crazy. So now yeah. I just take. So now we have to realize what's us versus what's them, and if her washing her 
your her clothes out on the hands is giving you peace for 30 minutes. Minutes. Then take, like you said, let her wash them out, even though you might go behind her and, and wash them again. It'd be but so it gives much. you that peace for, the, for that. Yeah. But I did set boundaries with the time and night because I'm a night person and I stay up to two, three in the morning like last night. But at 10, my door's closed. Right. But so you I, know, I, I set boundaries too for my cousin because um, he was so used to kind of having a mindset he fend for himself, you know, and he would literally stay up to four or five o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Uh, then you can't get up until three in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Well, I can't care for uh, you like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you got to run on my schedule. You got to think about it because I got to make sure you eat. I got to make sure you clean. I got to make sure you have your medication. So what yeah. I start telling him to do, and now it, it, it runs like clockwork. Like when he's downstairs, I'm already upstairs. Y'all know I go to bed early because I got to get up. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I've already put him in the mode where he can look at wrestling to 11 o'clock. He can come up. He goes into his room. He know the timer is on the TV. The TV goes off at 1230. Regardless of what you're sitting there doing in the dark or whatever, it goes off at 1230. Because you know what? And I get him up 12 o'clock noon every day. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The first thing we do is when he get up, I tell him he because he's a, he smokes cigarettes and I hate them. You know what I mean? I can't be around it. So he goes outside. First thing he comes in, he he cleans the bathroom. He takes a shower. Now he cleans the bathroom. It's not like what I want to do, but it gets him in a scheduled routine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And why he's doing that? I have a whole block of time because I'm working. It's around my lunch break. You see what I'm saying? And I be able to get things ready for him to eat. But this has caused a normalcy in our house that we don't break even on Saturday or Sunday. It's just mm-hmm. like with your kids when they was tots, you know what yeah, I mean? Give them a schedule. Give, give them a schedule. Chores, something to do. Yeah. Little things that you know that they can do and they know that it's not going to send them overboard and that they, um, they can participate. Uh-huh. And they got to feel like they're part of your family in that aspect because everybody else got stuff to do, you know, as well. So yeah, um, nine to bed at eight o'clock every night because nine o'clock was mommy time. So I exactly. need in the bed at eight so that if yeah, I didn't budge from it. Can I drink of water? Can I have this? Can I no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something that's really weird? I've been, y'all probably remember, before my mom came, I was kind of going all over the place. I think COVID kind of messed things up. My schedule was all messed up. But now that she's here, girl, everything on point. Boom, boom, boom. Because I can't afford to slip. Right. I can't afford to not be on point with my stuff because I have to make sure. So it's kind of helped me. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you done already? <laughs> isn't that the whole point, though? The yes. The release is also sometimes caused by what you do yourself. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. that's what... You know what? I would say to prioritize what is important. You know, we have a long list of stuff we have to do in the daytime, but kind of pick those, cherry pick those things that are really necessary to do in order to keep your peace, mm-hmm. in order to keep your stress level down, mm-hmm. and whatever can whatever can um, wait until the next day or not that important. Learn how to release it for your sake. Y'all gonna think I do this my mother, but I don't. No, I don't. But let me tell you what I've been doing. Don't call the people on you. <laughs> yeah, certain time. She said no. She told me she was gonna call the the, the, the senior citizen, the senior place. I said, what you gonna tell them? <laughs> If they see how you living, they already know you lying. But so, you know, at a certain time of night, I want to keep the kitchen clean or whatever, keep it moving. She was like, I'm not hungry. That's all good. 
clean the kitchen. I think I'm hungry. I said, okay. Then she come tipping downstairs. I'm like, nah, I'm off duty. What I'm not fit to do is keep on jumping. No. Uh-uh. So she stopped doing that. She was like, okay, I'm hungry now. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pushing the limits. Isn't that human nature? <laughs> Push the limits. But like Kimmy said, making sure that whatever schedule is according to what your schedule is, uh-huh. uh-huh. it might take some time as much as you to can. adjust them. As much as you can. To start it. But you have to, to be able to... Uh-huh. Be- the one thing I, I appreciate about my neighbor, she says to me all the time, she's 88. She's like, I know you got a husband and you got a family. So there's sometimes I just don't even call you. And I'm like, but I, I'd rather say I can't come right now if it's right. not an emergency than for you not to tell me. Tell or me. Not right. No, right. Mm-hmm. And so that now we pick up the phone and the neighbor across the street, you know, who's still family and everything. Hey, you know what? I'm going to check on her and is, is, yeah, so we're sharing that re- we're being community minded and we're sharing that responsibility. So my heart goes out to those who don't have that help. Absolutely. If you just say something to some sometimes just saying it out loud also helps you to realize this is what I need to do. I need to change this and I hope that everyone has a hear an ear, a listening ear because it just starts there because that listening ear might be the person to say, hey, I know this organization and they might be able to help you. Mm-hmm. They might be able to you know, do this for you. And like Kim said again, and as I was saying in the beginning, no one's saying it's an easy process. No one's saying this is going uh-huh. to just drop into your lap and, and be the perfect situation. It's work. All of it is work. Um, but sometimes we have to do a little work to or a lot of work to make things easier for us on the back end. Well, I right. think this was a great episode, ladies. Um, I think whoever, whoever um, gets to listen to it, they'll have a lot of takeaways, you know. Um, I hope people share things that they're going through. And I may just put this out as a question um, on social media. You know, uh, what do you do as a caretaker to care for yourself? Because that's a really good question. Yeah. So I may do that this week. Um, but, you know, again, great um, episode. Final thoughts, Celeste? Um, uh, everything I talk about is self-care, but the, the self-care is the important part to me. And it could be small, but we always think about it as something elaborate, but it's not. It's something as simple as having some coffee on the back deck for 15 minutes, and that's the right. thing. Right. Whatever you can find to do, or sit inside the bathroom a little longer. Act like you got a stomach <laughs> I like that one time. I do. Yeah, yeah. Just get the cool air on your backside and sit there for a while. (laughs) Yeah, just self-care. Lots of self-care. Chauncey? Just like with with Celeste, whatever little thing just gives you joy. You know, some people, it's the phone and going on social media or whatever for a few minutes. Um, When the kids were small, I waited till midnight to take my bath so I wouldn't have little fingers under the door. What you doing? What's going on? Uh You know what I mean? So, and I went to the market late at night so that they weren't with me so that I would not be buying the stuff I should not be buying. And I can concentrate on my list and and stuff like that. So you find what works for you, but more importantly, say something to someone. You just never know where your help might come from. You just never know. And prayer. Let's pray that people become more receptive to help Mm -hmm. other people, especially when you to what you're saying, Chan, especially when you tell somebody, you may not ask direct for help, but if you tell somebody if you're going through something, I just hope that, you know, 
you know, um, you have grace with people and, and, yep. and help them. You know what I mean? That's important. Keisha? For caregivers, I would say be kind to yourself. Don't forget to pat yourself on the back for the great work that you're doing every day. Outstanding. All right, ladies. Well, <laughs> another episode down in the books, okay? So we'll have our new episode on uh, Wednesday. I begin, so my, my day's all confused, y'all. Like, I'm like, what? You know, this summertime is it throwing me off because I have so much stuff to do. But we'll drop our new episode on Wednesday. And this was a great episode. You can catch us on our social media pages Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. I'm sure I'm forgetting one, but we're on every platform. So joining me today is your girl Celeste. I'm Chauncey. And I'm Keisha. And I'm your girl Kimmy. Have a good week on purpose. And we'll see you next week. Take care.